Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hi guys, welcome to the Become Your Vision podcast. Today's guest, she was so fun to talk to and we had really good, candid conversations after I hit record and I'm gonna explain all of that in a little bit, but let me give you a little insight on who Jillian is and what she does. So Jillian Glenn is an entrepreneur, vegan recipe developer, two-time cookbook author, and lifestyle health and nutrition blogger. Her deliciously easy plant-based recipes can be found on Instagram at peanut butter and jelly beans or on her blog, peanutbutterandjilly.com. Her cookbook, Easy Low Cal Vegan Eats, is written to help her readers enjoy vegan dishes that are easy, affordable, healthy, and family friendly. Her new baking book, Light and Easy Vegan Baking, is a collection of her favorite healthier sweets from donuts, cupcakes, cookies, brownies, and more. They're all vegan. And Jillian has a tight relationship with her audience and often shares her best health and wellness tips and is a resource for all things plant-based. So after you listen to this episode, do yourself a favor, go follow her on Instagram. I'll leave all that information in the show notes, but it's again at peanut butter and jelly beans. And you are going to find yourself just like drooling over all her recipes. Her pictures are amazing and she includes simple ingredients. And whether you're vegan or plant-based or just trying to live a healthier lifestyle, you are going to get so much juicy information from her in this episode. Now, I do want to note that I struggled with a certain part and taking it out of this recording. And Jillian and I had a um, candid conversation after I stopped recording. But at one point, I had asked her if she decided to go plant-based because she um, struggled with um, her weight. I was asking her, did you decide to go plant-based because you had struggled with your weight? And I realized like instantly after that, that that was an inappropriate question to ask because of how women are scrutinized. Um, I think society is doing better now, but scrutinized for their weight and their body. And after we stopped recording, I apologized to her and I said, you know, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. And she goes, yeah, you know, I, I did feel a little uncomfortable because, um, you know, just like everybody else, I've had my own struggles with body image before. And so I told her, you know, I would take it out. And she's like, I don't think you need to take it out. And so we went down this like, just whole conversation of how I'm in this fitness industry. And as much as I have um, done my best to seek knowledge and to retrain my brain over things that I was, you know, taught in this about the industry when I was younger, I still have work to do. And just because you're a certain weight um, doesn't mean you are healthy and or unhealthy. Um, you know, there are guidelines. I don't want to say that weight has nothing to do with your health because, you know, obviously if you're you're obese, that is not good for your heart and it's not good for your blood levels and your cholesterol and so on and so forth. But um, it's just really imp- um, important to be very sensitive 
when you're talking about weight and a woman's body. And um, so I left the, the question in there. She does a great job at explaining. And she's not the type that's like easily offended. She's so down to earth, very authentic, um, great conversation. She shares her story about how, you know, she didn't intend to, you know, do this for a living and how it all happened organically. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Okay. You guys, today I have my friend Jillian Glenn here. Jillian, welcome to the show. I introduce you as my friend, but we are just meeting today, but I kind of feel like I don't know. We're connected already. <laughs> and I, I know you <laughs> for sure. So I was telling her before I hit record that I found Jillian through uh, Helen Hall's um, Instagram and Helen was on the show uh, probably in December. She's a creator of Blender Bombs. But then I went on this like rabbit hole of checking out Jillian's Instagram and oh my gosh, everything that you post looks so delicious. Are you, let me ask this. Are you the one that takes the photos? I am. You are. Okay. So as I mentioned before, like I'm starting this like new product and I brought all my stuff outside to kind of get this like natural light today. And I'm like, it is way harder than it looks. Is that something you kind of like developed over time or you just have like a natural eye for photography? Well, I've always loved photography, but I will, I agree with you. Food photography is a whole different beast. Um, (laughs) So when I first got started, I did, I like, I would take pictures like right there in my kitchen. Like I'd make a recipe and it'd be like seven o'clock at night and I'd take a picture and it would be like dark and, you know, ugly. And it was like, didn't look very appetizing. So um, I started to do some research online and just figure out like, what are the best strategies for taking photos of food? And um, so natural light is always best. So I started, you know, just playing around with that and there you go. Yeah, no. And they look so good. I think one picture you had like a stack of pancakes and like, just Mm -hmm. like you cut it down, like so perfectly and I'm like, gosh, (laughs) it looks so good. So is cooking and baking, has it been something that you've always enjoyed or what has your journey been like to, you know, um, cook with cooking and baking? Yeah, I, um, I've always loved cooking and baking. I mean, I grew up, um, and it was like, you know, all of our family events and gatherings are always, uh, around food. And so some of my best memories, I feel like are tied to like food, um, experiences, but also growing up, um, my mom, was a single mom for a lot of my life. And um, so I did a lot of the cooking when I would get home from school. I would, you know, make dinner for the family. And, you know, on weekends, I loved to bake with my mom. That was like one of our favorite things to do. So I've always loved cooking and baking. And then, um, you know, when I switched to a plant-based diet, um, it just sort of like kicked it up a notch and I just got really, really into developing recipes. Um, And yeah. Just got really passionate about it. That's awesome. So when did you decide, cause that was one of my questions. When did you decide, decide to go plant-based? Did you experience something or were you just interested in the health benefits? What led you to that point? Yeah, I was really interested in the health benefits of it. Um, I started like slowly dabbling into plant-based um, just by cutting out meat it was the first step. And then, um, and so I would like label myself as like pescatarian or something, but, and I'm not crazy about labels, um, but I do. uh, So I guess what happened next was that I started, um, I watched the documentary, What the Health? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. (laughs) I've heard of it. Yes. I don't think I've seen it though. Um, It's on Netflix. It's really, um, really interesting. And just be prepared to probably want to go vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Is this where they like show all like the chickens and stuff like that? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So if you're an animal lover, you know, it's definitely going to like pull on your heart. And, um, but 
lot of information out there, um, not just in that documentary. There's just a lot of information and research that, you know, links a plant-based diet to a more healthy lifestyle. And um, for me, it was kind of a no-brainer because, number one, I was never a huge meat eater. Um, and then I know I have um, or I'm lactose intolerant. Like, my body does not <laughs> Really? Very well at all. <laughs> when when did you discover that? Were you always lactose intolerant? I was always lactose intolerant. I just okay. didn't care. <laughs> okay. And then what were some of the things that you experienced when you're just like, I'm gonna go for it? <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, anywhere from like gas and bloating to you know being backed up, like my digestion just not, you know, not being yeah. regular. Um, and so anyway, I was like, I I just, I loved ice cream. As you can see from my feed, I love sweets. So mm. I was like, I didn't want to give it up. But after watching that documentary, I was like, you know, I, I just need to do what's right for my health um, and for my body and also just for the environment and the planet. And so I decided to um, cut out dairy at that point and basically, you know, not, ha- not having meat and dairy in my diet just completely changed the way that I felt and my digestion just like is on point ever since. Um, so that was mm-hmm. sort of how it all started. <laughs> how long ago was that? About three, literally three years ago, actually. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So you cut out, did you cut out um, dairy at the same point that you cut out the meat or did you begin to cut out the dairy and then you cut out the meat? Well, uh, as I said before, so I, I was dabbling in cutting out meat. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, and I was never a huge meat eater. So that yeah. was great for me. But yeah, after watching that documentary, I was like, I'm going full vegan and I went hardcore. And so that's how the recipe development started was because, um, then I started, you know, hanging out with friends and family and they're like, what are you going to eat? Like, vegan food isn't very good. And I'm like, wait, no, I have like awesome recipes. Like, let me make you some stuff. And so I'd make food for um, my friends and family. And then they were like, oh my gosh, this is really good. Can I have this recipe? And so I would have recipes like written down on literally like a sticky note or like a napkin, or like, I would like text them to my friends. And I was like, I'm going to start a blog so that I can make sharing my recipes a lot easier. So I like built my own little blog. It was called Dainty Vegan at the time. Um, and I just started posting my recipes on there and I posted them on Instagram, like the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just sort of all took off from there. That's <laughs> amazing. So we're, okay. You said you like to cook when you were younger and I feel like it's a special skill. Like I hate to admit that I, I used to like cooking. I don't know. Maybe it's because I had more time, but (laughs) I like despise (laughs) it now. Like if it can't be like, you know, if it's not frozen vegetables that could be steamed or microwaved, like real quick or like rice packets or things like that, I'm like, "Mm," you know, I usually opt out, but, um, your recipes, I was looking at the directions on some of them and they're, they're simple. They're simple. Mm -hmm. Like some of the stuff, like, um, I think you had a sweet potato with guacamole. It was like this taco sweet potato and it looks so good. I'm like, okay, that is something. Yeah. That I would be able to like whip up real quick. Now, did you go to school to become a baker or a chef or what was like your destiny or what did you think you were going to do? Um, oh gosh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, and I will circle back really quick to, um, my recipes. I'm kind of the same as you, which is why I needed recipes that were quick and easy. Like I needed Mm -hmm. a lot of the recipes for like a lot of vegan dishes. I was looking online. It was going to take me like hours and I was going to have to go to like these like natural food stores and spend, uh, you know, half my, half my paycheck. (laughs) at the grocery store to get these obscure ingredients I had never even heard of. And I was like, I can't do this. This is not sustainable for me. So um, that's why I started developing recipes that I felt like I could do on a regular basis that my friends and family could do um, and just make being vegan really, really easy for people. Mm. Um, And then what was your question? Okay. You asked <laughs> so were you always planning to become a baker and a oh, chef or 
<laughs> no. Um, so that, yes, that's a good question. So what I thought I wanted to do when I was younger, I was always very creative. Like I said, I was really, um, I've always been into photography. I like at one point thought I wanted to be an actress. I thought I wanted to be a journalist, a writer, um, an author. And I love that though. <laughs> Cause that's how like most people are multifaceted. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a creator. So I love to draw. I love to paint. I love to crochet. That's like, if you follow me, follow my Instagram stories, I'm always posting whatever crochet project I'm working on. Um, so <laughs> anyway, that's how I was growing up. And then, um, you know, my mom and was like, listen, if you try to be an artist or an author, like you're not going to make any money. Like, how are you going to survive <laughs> doing that? Right. And she convinced me to get a business degree. So that's what my degree is. Um, and so I went to Georgia State University here in Atlanta and I have a degree in uh, business and marketing. And when I graduated from college, I went right into corporate America I um, started um, in sales and so I was like doing inside sales over the phone and then I went to outside sales and it was awesome. But, um, and there's a lot of things I loved about a career in sales, but it was not like fulfilling me and I knew I wanted to do something creative. So, yeah. So I would assume that your background in business and marketing has to help you do your, your current business and as an author and promoting your, your foods and your recipes, would you agree? Or, um, do you think it was kind of like a waste? No, it definitely wasn't a waste. Um, I think everything in life happens for a reason. So I definitely think that for whatever reason I was meant to go down that path, but I also think it's funny how, when I was a kid, I was thinking, I want to be an author. And, but I had no idea what I wanted to write about or what, <laughs> what that even meant. Like, how do you become an author? Like, what do you just write a book one day and somehow get somebody to publish it and then he will buy it? Like, how does that even work? Right. So it's just funny how, um, you know, I had no idea how I would become an author, but somehow <laughs> you had that journey- vision. Exactly. And here I am with two published uh, cookbooks. (laughs) So crazy. So amazing. So what, okay. So you were working for corporate America at the same time. Was this when you were developing your, your blog and your recipes or did they were, did this happen on separate occasions? No. um, So I knew I wanted to get out of corporate America. Um, I was living in Fort Lauderdale at the time. I was working for an outside sales company um, doing like dental supply sales and dental device. Um, And it was great. I had a company car. It was awesome. But I just knew I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I need to do something that's going to fulfill my soul and something that I felt like I was going to be able to like impact the world and others and help other people. So um, I basically decided to quit my job, which my parents and family were like, what are you doing? <laughs> so you're like, one day you're like, I'm going to quit. Um, other things contributed to it. Um, I decided to also move from Fort, La- Fort Lauderdale to Raleigh, North Carolina with my ex. Um, mm. And so in, during that move, like, I just was like, you know, I'm just going to take this as an opportunity to sort of like restart and like just start from scratch with my career and try to find my calling. Um, so I quit my job and I, I ended up taking a job in marketing. So I went from sales to, to marketing, which, you know, they're in the same arena, but marketing was going to be a little bit more creative. Um, so I took a job in marketing, working for an orthodontist Um, and I did, it was so fun. I did like all of their like internal marketing for the kids. So like they had all these cute little contests. So I'd be in charge of like decorating the office and creating promotional materials around the office and for their website. (laughs) That's so fun. (laughs) It was so fun. Um, and, and I still was like, I felt like I was getting closer to, um, what I wanted to do, but it wasn't, it still wasn't right. Um, and then it was just, I don't know, it just, 
it was like the stars aligned and the magic started to happen once I, um, once I went vegan and I realized like, I just had this enormous passion for like healthy living and for recipe development and for food and for helping other people go plant-based. Um, and yeah, it, it really, it just sort of like the stars aligned and I decided Mm -hmm. to create the blog at the same time that I was working, um, for the orthodontist and a couple of months into it, I realized I had like, I don't know, 10,000 people or something following me on Instagram, which is, that's pretty quick growth. Like, you know, did you start, I mean, you had, everybody starts off at zero, but like were, so you had 10,000 followers on Instagram. Was that because of your recipes or were you doing something prior to that? No, it was just, it was recipes. So I, um, and it was like some lifestyle stuff. So I started my Instagram literally with zero followers. Three years ago? Three years ago. I I followed like all my friends and family. Yeah. (laughs) And they like followed me back and I was a little embarrassed. They're probably like, what is Jill doing? She's quit her job. She started this Instagram (laughs) called Dainty Vegan. What is she doing? I love it. Um, So anyway, yeah, but then I started just um, sharing a little bit more about my journey and myself and what I was eating and um, my recipes. And yeah, within about three months, I had 10,000 people following me on Instagram. And I, um, I had some advice from um, a couple of friends who were uh, in digital marketing and that field of digital marketing, they took a look at what I was doing. And they were like, this is extremely quick growth. Like you probably want to like take a deep dive into this, uh, Instagram thing. Like you might be onto something. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't want to lose my paycheck. So I kept doing both for a while. Um, but it was within maybe six months that I had a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and, that is uh, crazy, crazy growth. Did were people resharing your stories or your posts or what? What can you chalk up to that that tremendous amount of growth in such a short amount of time? Honestly, I I don't really know um, exactly what happened. I think a lot of what um, contributed to my quick growth there at the beginning was. Um, unfortunately was COVID. Mm. I think a lot of people being home and, um, you know, not, you know, their kids are home and they're like, okay, we're going to bake, we're going to cook. We're going to be on Instagram more. Like, I think it all just sort of like contributed to more people searching for recipes online and just being on social media more. Um, so so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge because, I mean, anybody who has an Instagram knows how hard it is to get followers. Sometimes I'm like, oh, why don't I even bother? And it's, you know, one of those silly things. It's like, you know, people go to your Instagram to kind of see if you have notoriety. And it's a shame sometimes when you're like, I've been working so hard just but my amount of followers don't reflect that. You know what I mean? So, but that that that's huge. Um yeah, I also think like another thing that probably, um, contributed to it too, is just that I was really, and I've been trying to get back into this a little bit more. I was really open and vulnerable with my audience. And I was just, I was just a girl sharing her story and her journey. Like I'm going to go vegan. I, this is what I'm eating and here are my recipes. And it was just really like raw and authentic and like Again, like I said, like the the pictures I was taking of food, like didn't look so great, but they were like easy recipes. They tasted good. And I think people just, I don't know. I think people felt connected to what I was putting out there um, totally, and felt like maybe they could relate to it. Like, oh, I'm also new to being plant-based. Like th- that dish looks like something I could bake, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <was really> <laughs> yeah. I think and with plant-based, I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap in the sense like, it's, it doesn't have flavor 
And mm-hmm. that is like far from the case. Now, when you decided to go plant-based, were you struggling with, um, your weight or anything like that prior to, to going plant-based or you just did it for solely for health reasons, feeling better internally? I know a lot of people, they're like, I want to lose weight, you know, and then that's why they go plant-based or because just looking at you and I don't want to be one of those people that judge, um, book by its cover, but you are, you know, extremely fit. And, um, so was that something that you struggled with prior, like being, you know, quote unquote healthy or, um, what I'm, am I trying to say here that did you struggle with your weight prior to going plant-based? Um, well, I think like any person in the world, or at least, um, you know, in our culture, I feel like I'm just like everyone else. So yeah. I have definitely struggled, um, with weight and body image issues. Um, I will say, so, um, like growing up, I was such a picky eater and mm. I would only eat like, you know, chicken nuggets and grilled cheese. Like, <laughs> that's what I like. yeah. And I was like, I'm very small. So I'm, I'm four eleven, and, um, you're you know, shorter was, than me. I am five feet. So, oh my gosh, I have a former <laughs> shorty. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, and I was, I was just so scrawny as a kid, um, because that's all I would eat. And then if it wasn't that I wouldn't eat anything else And I didn't like vegetables or anything. And I loved donuts and cupcakes and, you know, I had a really good metabolism apparently. So, um, I was just a scrawny kid. And then when I got older and, you know, went to college and stuff, I was still trying to eat like that. And I just, you know, it started to catch up with me. Metabolism goes down and I just wasn't feeling great. And I definitely gained like, you know, it definitely wasn't like, I wouldn't say freshman 15, but maybe just like college life. (laughs) Right. Um, And so I just knew I didn't feel super aligned with what I was doing. I knew I wasn't like treating my body well and being super healthy, which is why I slowly started just being more mindful about what I was putting in my body and just like educating myself on like, what are calories? Like I had no idea what calories were. I had no idea what macronutrients were. Like I had no idea what I should be eating, what I shouldn't be eating. So I just started doing more research along those lines. And that I think is what led me to ultimately, um, you know, watching that documentary that, you know, made me want to go fully plant-based, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So do you, you know, you share very indulgent foods and I feel like, you know, with people that are new to their health journey or struggling with weight loss kind of completely eliminate anything, quote unquote, indulge it from their diet. So what is your approach when it comes to dessert and health? Um, so my, like, I, I literally have written this in both of my books. I never skip dessert. I Same. love dessert. <laughs> I do too. I do too. It's so good. It's like, what is the point of living if you can't have chocolate at the end of the day? <laughs> right. I mean, there's no point and you're not going to stick to whatever diet you're on. If you deprive yourself for too long, you're not going to want to stick to it and you're not going to be enjoying the best, some of the best parts of life, like some of the most delicious things. Like, so I just, I've never been somebody that, um, you know, I don't ever want to restrict and I have a sweet tooth. So that for me, that's what does it like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a cookie or or a few cookies a day or whatever, that's, what's going to keep me on track with my healthy eating throughout the day. Totally. I love that. So what does your, do you have an exercise routine? Has that been part of your overall health and wellness journey? Um, I, I would not say I have an exercise routine. I've been very into, um, you know, just like going with the flow and, and listening to my body. So some days I exercise, some days I don't, um, I do try to move, uh, every single day multiple Mm. times a day. So whether that's going outside and going for a walk or just going on the treadmill or doing some yoga, um, or just, you know, when I'm recipe developing, I'm on my feet all day long. Um, so I do try to move every single day. And then, um, 
for exercise, I just listen to my body. Some days I want to do like some light weight training. Some days I don't, some days I want to go on the Stairmaster. Some days I don't, I just really, um, I just really listen to my body and just make sure that I'm moving every day. That that's, what's really important to me. Yeah. You're intuitive to what's going on in your body and what you're, you're feeling like that, that day, because there's so many days where you're like, I don't want to do that. Okay. So how (laughs) am I going to move my body to a point where it feels good and I'm listening to it. So I like that. Um, okay. So I want to know what the hardest part is about, writing a book. So you said when you were younger, you wanted to be an author and you've written two books, which is amazing. And congratulations (laughs) on that, because I don't think people really realize like the amount of work it takes to write a book. And then are you self-published or do you have a publisher? No, I have a publisher, Patriot Publishing. That's amazing. Okay. So tell me the journey about that. So you have your blog, you have your Instagram. Is this, were you approached by somebody to write a book or what was that like? Um, yeah. So again, in sort of like that first, um, six months, six to nine months, um, that's when things really started to, to happen and to click for, um, my brand. And I started getting reached out to, by brands uh, for sponsored content. And I was like, oh, wait, okay, this is how you can make a living doing this. Great. Um, so, and then at the same time, I was reached out to by pa- Page Street Publishing, my publisher. Um, and they just said, you know, we really love your content. We love working with like new authors and influencers. Um, and we'd love to, you know, discuss writing a book with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, it was like a dream come true. So <laughs> that's awesome. did they reach out to you on Instagram or did they reach out to you via email? Because sometimes we get those, we all know those, those DMS, they're like, Oh, you know, do you want to be an ambassador for us? Or is it something that you right. believed And How did they contact you? No, they, they emailed me and I looked into, um, you know, I, I went and checked out their website and saw the different, um, authors that they had worked with in the past and the books that they had published. And some of their authors were some of my favorite people. Like they did, um, they have, I think Jet Tila has a, a few books with them and I love Jet Tila. He's on Food Network. Okay. Um, and then also like one of my favorite vegan bloggers, um, when I first started, I loved rabbit and wolves and, um, they published one of her books. And so, um, and I forget her last name, but I think her, I think it's Lauren Hartman, I think is her name, but anyway. Um, and so I was like, you know, this is, this is the real deal. Like, and they work with, um, they're like under the Macmillan, um, distribution, okay. I guess umbrella. So, um, obviously Macmillan is a huge publisher. And so I knew immediately like, okay, this is legit. This is a great opportunity. And so I took the call with them. So cool. So how long ago was that? Um, it was, it was probably, I think they reached out to me, maybe like, I'm going to get this wrong somewhere around probably nine months into six to nine months into sharing stuff on Instagram. That's, that's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But the, but my growth was really quick too. Right. So. Right. I know. But to be noticed that that's huge now. Okay. And then you have two cookbooks. So how cookbook, <laughs> cookbooks correctly, uh, correct. So going back to that, so you have two individual cookbooks. How are they same? How are they different? Sure. So my first book, um, Easy Locale Vegan Eats, that book is basically going to be like your one-stop shop go-to guide for if you want to be able to create um, easy, healthier, healthy-ish, mostly healthy, <laughs> right? Um, plant-based vegan recipes right at home, everything um, like short ingredient lists, simple ingredients that you can get from anywhere. Um, you know, you can go to Walmart and get the stuff that you need to make there. Um, everything's delicious. It's recipes for every meal of the day. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, soups, salads, um, and snacks and desserts. So that Mm. is like, if you're going to get one of my books, um, and only one, which (laughs) I recommend both because they complement each other very well. 
Um, but if you're somebody that you just really want, give me the basics. How do I, what do I eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Easy look how vegan eats is a great, um, is a great recipe book to start with. All recipes are under 400 calories. Um, if you want to consume more calories or, you know, want to add additional protein or whatever to each recipe, it's very versatile and it basically gives you a, a guide on that. Um, and then my second book, Light and Easy Vegan Baking, that book is, um, <laughs> it's like my baby. I love it so much because it's all the ooey gooey indulgent sweet treats that, um, that I'm very well known for on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's got, you know, a chapter on cookies and brownies. We've got cupcakes, pies, um, cobblers, crisps. There's a whole chapter on breakfast, which is personally my favorite meal of the day. Um, <laughs> Yum. <laughs> so it's just all, all of my favorite baked goods. Everything is under 300 calories, which, um, I think is really great if you're somebody that again, is trying to be mindful of what you're eating and, um, you know, trying to keep a healthy diet, but you still want to leave room for dessert. Like you can then have a slice of cake, you know, and it's oh going to be, gosh. you know, it's going to be like within your, your diet or whatever. So that one, I recommend for anybody that probably if you're following me on Instagram, that's the one you want, because if you're yeah. following me on Instagram, you probably <laughs> like the ooey gooey cakes and indulgent sweets. <laughs> totally. That, that's what kind of sparks my interest. Every time I'm like scrolling through, I'm like, Oh my right. gosh, people with the sweet tooth. It's so, so good. Yep. Okay. So what is the hardest part about writing a book? The whole process, <laughs> the whole, the whole, <laughs> I've heard that because so when you have a publisher too, you have like, um, like a timeline, right? Yeah. You have deadlines, um, the deadlines and, and working with the publisher. Okay. That is, that's the easy part because okay. they are at least, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, um, fantastic publishing team that to work with. And they were just so supportive with all my questions and crazy neurotic thoughts um, that would come in the middle of the night. Oh, I have this <laughs> random question about this, or can I say this or whatever? And they were, um, you know, my, uh, my editor, Caitlin, I worked now on two books with her and she is just fantastic. Um, so that part, I would say makes it a whole lot easier. I don't know how um, God bless them, the people that self-publish without that support system, because I don't know if I would have been able to do it had I not had my publishing team. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the whole process is, is it's intense. It's, you know, you are um, just from, from conception, you know, coming up with the concepts of the books to actually like executing and especially with a cookbook, right. You know, you're, you're testing and retesting recipes over and over again. Your, your family and friends are getting involved testing, you know, helping you test things. And um, then you've got to, um, you know, you want to make sure that it's right. You want to make sure that you, as a creative, like I'm not the most organized person in the world. So you have to be very organized with your writing down, like exactly how many ingredients and the measurements for every little thing, because it's not like, posting a recipe on your blog and, oh my gosh, I accidentally made a typo. I can go edit that really quick. Like it's right. going into, so that's it. Um, and then the photography of it too, like, um, you know, those are, so I guess just the development is, is really tough, but then I would say the tough part, um, or the hardest part is actually after you've done the work and, or at least the hardest part for me was after I was done with the work, and I had submitted it and we had gone through rounds and rounds of editing and making sure that we were really happy with everything. Um, and then you sit, you send it off. There's a part of you that's like, you feel so relieved. You're like, Oh, good. Like, okay, the project is done. And then there's this other part of you that's like, Oh my gosh, like it's going to get published. It's going to be out in the world. People are going to have feelings about it. And some people are going to like it and some people aren't. And, um, you know, so I would say like mentally it was very, um, I don't know the best word to describe it, but basically it just, it, a lot of sleepless nights actually after wow. during the development, 
Yeah. That was more the creative side, like waking up in the middle of the night and being like, I want to make chocolate chip banana muffins or whatever idea I had. (laughs) But then after I submitted it and it was in the process of being printed and stuff like that, there was a lot of like, just, I guess, fear and doubt of like, is this book going to be good enough? And what's it going to be like? And oh, oh my gosh, I could have done this differently. I could have done that differently. It's not perfect here. It's not perfect there. Just a lot of like doubt and fear about, you know, your work going out into the world. That's interesting that you say that because I've listened to a lot of podcasts with, with authors and they say writing a book is probably like one of the hardest things that they have ever done. And for a lot of people, it's like not enjoyable is because of the deadline and things like that. And it seems like for you, it was the aftermath of it, but do they give you, okay, so what is the deadline typically? Do they say, Hey, you have, what, what's the amount they give you to write a book? Um, well, I mean, it, it probably depends on your publisher. I would say like, um, you know, they have an idea in mind of when they want the book to be published. So they might say, okay, we, we want to work in this book and we want to select a date of summer of 2023 for it to be published. So then you kind of work backwards from there. Okay. We're going to need six months to get it printed and shipped out to the warehouses and to the retailers and all that. So that process takes six months. So then we need to have all the edits in by, you know, just working backwards on, on how long they need for each step. Um, So like with my publisher, basically they said, okay, we want the book to come out. I think it was supposed to, my first book was supposed to come out um, summer of 2021. And um, so I signed the deal for the book, I want to say in spring of 2020. So, um, and that's a whole process in and of itself is, you know, getting Right. Getting to a deal. And then, so once we got to a deal, then it was the, you know, we're going to give you six to nine months, I think is what I got to actually write the book. I think I actually only got six months, which was not ideal. And I would recommend anybody that's writing a book probably to ask for a longer time to develop. um, Like typically how long, like a year or nine months or. Yeah. If I could go back and do it all over again, um, I would. I would probably want at least a year to write the book. Um, But I was so excited just to get a book deal. And at the time I was not making hardly any money because I had really stopped doing marketing and I was really just doing peanut butter and jelly. And um, I was living off of brand sponsorships that weren't paying me a whole lot of money. So when the offer for the book came in, I basically was like, I, I'm not asking any questions. Where do I sign? <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, but anyway, you know, looking back and like knowing what I know now, like I'm a little bit more um, educated on that process and like what's possible, what's not possible. And just knowing that you can, you can like ask for what you need. If you need more time to write the book, you can, you know, your publisher should be understanding of that. And mine certainly was like with my second book, they gave me more time and, um, So anyway, so you write the book and then you submit that to them. And then they, there's several rounds of edits that take months, um, Mm -hmm. to do going back and forth. And, um, and then there's photography and design. And so they have a whole process that takes time. And then finally you get the book back for review and, um, and then it goes to print. And so that's sort of how it works. But I, I would say like, a short timeline. Like, so I signed the, my deal spring of 2020. My book was, was, uh, printed and ready to go by summer of 2021. So that was like a little over a year. Yeah. And then your second book came out when? My second book came out, um, March of this year. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you're kind of like back to back now after, did you feel like any pressure to like make it to any certain like lists for book sales or anything like that? Or did you kind of just take the pressure off yourself? I took the pressure off of myself. I mean, 
of course, like it would be a dream come true for <laughs> my book to make it onto any list. But I was just, I felt so blessed just to be writing a book. And yeah. it was something that a lot of my audience had been asking me for. And so I was really excited just to be able to deliver um, that resource to them. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a, from a good place to come from, because then it makes, I feel like it would add more stress to you if you're kind of thinking about the outcome rather than just like the process and enjoying it and why you're doing it to feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like I would be the type of person like, oh my gosh, just watching the numbers of like the book sales and things like that. And that it, I think that would just take the joy away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to, and that goes for everything, um, that I do in my life. I try really hard. One of my mottos is try your best and forget the rest. Mm, That's simple, (laughs) but it's so good. Yeah. And so that's, I, I try my best every day and, um, then I, I can't worry about what the outcome is, you know, and that's not the point of it. The point isn't the outcome. The the point of life is the journey and the experience and, and learning lessons each day and stuff. So it's, it's less about that outcome and that result. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, quick little story I'm interested in. I think Helen shared something about, I don't know, maybe it was a follow of yours that got mad at you for using peanut butter, <laughs> Jif peanut butter. What's that about? <laughs> Um, (laughs) that's so funny that she mentioned that to you. Um, well, so yes, Jif peanut butter, I think, I don't even know because I don't have it in my cabinet anymore because I got yelled at. (laughs) Why? Because is it not considered vegan or something? I don't think it is. I think because it has, I mean, it's um, peanuts. No, but there's like there, I think there's an oil in it. That's like tech not vegan or something. Um, I'd have to go back and look because this was, this was a while ago. Um, but it was like, yeah, I was like a newbie rookie move in the vegan world as I accidentally used. Um, and I also think a lot of people just don't think Jif peanut butter maybe is like very healthy, which, um, I don't know, but anyway, I got yeah, yelled it at. tastes good. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I grew up on Jif, so I just, that's right. what I had to have it. You know, my mom and I go to Costco a lot and they had um, I remember when we bought the Jif peanut butter because they had like this giant, like three pack or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> of peanut butter. The name of my blog is peanut butter and jelly. I love peanut butter. So. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, oh yeah. Let's get that. And then I used it in a recipe um, video and like, I just got obliterated. There was like just <laughs> comments and comments of people being like, I can't believe you used Jif. And I was like, okay, I won't do that again. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? People get behind a phone or a computer and they're like, oh my gosh, the world is over. Like you used the wrong <laughs> peanut butter. So do you have a vegan recommendation? Because I've tried all different. I try to, you know, try different healthy, quote unquote, healthy peanut butters. And I just like the real thing. Like I can't do almond butter. I can't do sunflower butter. Um, do you have one that you really love? Um, you know, I like all nut butters. Okay. <laughs> okay. I really don't discriminate. I, I like the way that Jif tastes. Um, yes, same. <laughs> but, um, the one that I have been using recently is Stonewall kitchen. I love, um, I love honestly, like a lot of their ingredients. Like they have some really great jams and, um, yeah, their, their peanut butter is really good and it's really creamy. So I've been using that recently. Okay. Stonewall kitchen. I'll have to look at the grocery store next time we go. Um, because you know, I'm interested in seeing how it tastes and how it compares to Jif. (laughs) And also, um, Trader Joe's has a good peanut butter. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I've had before. Honestly, like, uh, if you have a whole foods, their, um, 365 brand is like com. I get a lot of whole foods branded stuff. Okay. Good to know. Cause I've seen that brand before, but I'm always leery of trying something new, but that's good to know. So where can listeners find your book and where can listeners follow you on Instagram and read your blog and all that fun stuff? 
Um, yes. So definitely follow me on Instagram. My handle is peanut butter and jelly beans. Um, I love that. I think it's so cute because it's a play on your name, Jillian. <laughs> yes, exactly. So instead of peanut butter and jelly, it's peanut butter and jelly, um, to go along with Jillian Glenn, my name. Um, so then my blog is peanut butter and jelly.com. And, um, so you can find, you know, hundreds of free recipes there. And also I do some, um, blogging there too. So I'll share some lifestyle content and, you know, supplements that I'm using and things like that. Um, and then my books are both available anywhere. Books are sold easy, low cal vegan eats and light and easy vegan baking are my two books that are out right now. And, um, you can find them at, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, um, you can search also just my name, Jillian Glenn, and they should come up. Awesome. Awesome. And before <laughs> we go, do you have any like exciting thing you're working on? Do you have another cookbook or what do you see in your future or you, um, any goals that you're hoping to accomplish? Um, one thing I am working on right now is, and I mentioned this earlier, um, on in our discussion, I want to get back into sharing more of myself um, mm. with my audience. So I got really, really consumed with recipes and sharing um, food, which I will always do and I love doing. Um, but I've wanted to feel more connected with my audience. And so I'm starting to, um, you know, just share more lifestyle content again. That's probably the biggest thing that I'm working on. Um, and then potentially other books could be mm -hmm. in the work we will see um maybe even products uh one day so I'm trying to you know stay open to lots of opportunities and yeah. see where it all takes <laughs> so exciting and thank you just for being on here today and just being your authentic self and sharing your story and I think listeners are really gonna love um you <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. My first podcast experience. <laughs> I, and I feel like I was the nervous one. I'm like, I don't know what is going on today, but I feel like nervous. I don't know. It's been a little while since I've done um, interviews. I kind of was doing some solo episodes. So, um, but you're so easy to talk to and just um, appreciate you. And you guys, if you love this episode, please make sure you take a screenshot and tag Jillian and myself. Let us know what you loved about this podcast. And remember, you got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again and remember to go after the life you want. Bye guys. Bye.